Okay, today we start Maseches Tainus. Today's daf is Tainus daf Beis. Maseches Tainus is, as the name suggests, about fast days and about the various fast days that they were uh, that, that that they instituted uh, when it came time for need for rain, when there were problems with the rain. But the Maseches is going to begin with a discussion not of fast days, but of generally how we pray for rain, how we ask for rain in Shmon Esrei with both Masha Baruch Mardagesham and with the Saint Talumatar. The Gemara is going to discuss why it is uh, that we say th- that we say those things. When it is that we say those things, when the when we when we begin to say them, when we finish saying them, then the rest of the first parak of the Masechta is going to deal with fast days that they were gozer at, at times where it didn't rain and uh, the various dinim of those fast days. And uh, we're also going to discuss uh, the uh, the uh, how valuable rain is and why it is that Kodesh Baruch Hu sometimes causes rain to not come down. The second parak is going to talk about the tefilos that they would that they would be mispalal on the fast days, the nusach of the brachos that they would add into the tefilos, the way they would be tokeya during those tefilos and the anshea mishmar of uh, during the the tainios. And uh, we're also going to discuss the dinim of the days that it's usher to fast and then the Megillah's tainus days in the second parak. The third parak is going to be the tainios that there goes there on all other tsaros other than rain-related tsaros And it's going to quote several stories. That's the parak with all the stories of various chachmea gemara uh, during the times of uh, the, w- that relate to either Yeridas Keshamim or the tfilos that they offered for Yeridas Keshamim or various hanhagos that, uh, that various had, and that parak is often called by Rishonim as Pirka de Chasidi because it's the parak that tells all the stories of the great Chasidei Hagemara. And then the final parak of the Masech is going to talk about the fast days of the Ma'amados that they were knowing during the Zman Beis HaMikdash and that's going to talk about all the Sidre Ma'amados the Dinim, the Karban that, the, that, that that are associated with it. And then at the very end it's going to talk about the Avelus uh, right before Tisha B'Av and the, uh, the Dinim of the of the fast of Tishbav itself. So at the very end, uh, you know, going into the, the very end of the Masechta, 30 days from now, is as we're going to be uh, in, probably in the three weeks already, right? In 30 days from now, so that's when we're going to be discussing in Yanam relating to Tishbav. More about that Yomi coincidences later. But today's daf is uh, daf days, and in today's daf we're going to talk about the Mishnah is going to have a machlokas when it is that we begin to say the Gemara is going to first discuss why it is, why we start a Masechta with when do you say something as opposed to starting a Masechta with a basic halacha that you're supposed to say where does the Mishnah assume we just were where does, what does the Mishnah assume we were just learning that it picks up in the middle of a conversation the Gemara is going to talk about the concept of rain being called not just Gishamim but Gvuras Gishamim the strength of rain, and uh, in the end of Amid Aleph, we're going to talk about the different keys that our Kodesh Baruch Hu is not, does not give to anybody else. Our Kodesh Baruch Hu maintains complete control over the three keys, perhaps four keys that our Kodesh Baruch Hu keeps in his own hands. On Amid Beis, we're going to talk about the source for saying Mashav Ruach on the first day of Sukkot, according to Shittas Rabbi Eliezer. Where does that come from? And an elaboration of the conversation between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shur that appears in our Mishnah. And then at the very end of the daf, we're going to have two more opinions as to when it is that we we begin to say We have two opinions in the Mishnah. We have two more opinions at the end of today's daf. So let us begin the Masechta. Says the Mishnah. When do we begin to say 
Rabbi Lazar says we begin on the first day of Sukkis. Rabbi Yeshua says on the last day. What does the last day mean? Says Tosos Shmini. It means on Shmini Atzeres. Because that's a day that we're not sitting in the Sukkah. But we do sit in Sukkah on Shmini Atzeres and Chutzlaretz. Yeah, but it's only Midraban and Misham Sveka because of Sveka Diyoma. Even though we're familiar with the way the calendar plays out, and therefore we should know which day is really Shmini Atzeres and should not sit in Sukkah on that day, but we have Minagavasin Biadenu, we're concerned that we're going to not know again, so we keep the practice of sitting in the Sukkah, Midrabanan, on the last day of Sukkah's Kedisa Parakamid Beitzah. Therefore, we're already allowed to say Mashavroach Umar Dageshem on the last day of Sukkah. That is actually part of the discussion in Poskim when they try to be Miyashiv the Minag of the Hasidim, not sit in Sukkah and Shmini Atzeres, that there's a medrash that, that you can't sit in Sukkah if you're saying Mashavroach Umar Dageshem because you're asking for Klala because you don't want it to rain if you're gonna if you're gonna sit in the sukkah. But Tos says no, no concern about that. That's only concern during the first seven days where it's really a mitzvah daraisa to sit in the sukkah. So when it's a simon klala, we don't sit. We we don't want to daven for the rain. Uh, but Tos Yantav asks the question why why it is that we use the lashon mazkirin? Sounds like we have to uh, be mazkir maorer somebody else about kavuras kashamim. Why not zochrin? Zochrin is what we have to say. That's that's what that would be a more appropriate term. Points out that the Rana Masechus Rosh Hashanah, wherein Rosh Hashanah Davlan Beis and Beis says, "Ha'over lefnei Ateva biyomtov shel Rosh Hashanah hasheni matkia," that the uh, the Bal Musaf is the one that blows uh, that 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 shofar is associated with the Musaf Tefila, not with the Shachris Tefila. It also uses lashon matkia. So the Ran quotes from Benu Haigon that also why over there does not say tokea? Why is it matkia? So he says that the the Ran writes that it's to tell us that the Shliach Sibur is not tokea himself. He he is mitzavah someone else to be tokeah because we don't want him to mess up in the brachos if he's trying to do both, if he's trying to lead the tefillos and to be tokeah. But you see that it's a good deal, meaning Tosyanta points out, you see that it's a deal that Rishonim make, that why would it say matkia as opposed to tokeah? So here also, why is it mazkirin as opposed to zochrin? So Tosyanta suggests, based on the psak of the rush and the tour, the rush and Simon Beis, the tour in Orchayim Sim Kufi Udalin in the name of the Yerushalmi, that it's Sibur is not allowed to be mazkirin until the Shliach Tzibor is first machriz b'kolram, until he first announces before davening so that people should uh, should remember to, uh, to to say it and you won't you won't have a Tzibor where half the people remember, remember and half the people didn't remember. Sometimes even when they do give a clap, half the people remember half the people don't remember, but nowadays the, but, but that was the assumption that if they the Shliach Tzibor would announce to everyone that you have to say Mash Baruch that was the matir to begin to say it because that's when everyone uh, is going to remember to say it. So, uh, so therefore, they were misaking that you're not masking verse kashamim until the shliach tzibur uh, makes that announcement before tefillah. Says Tosiyantiv. That's why it's maskirin that every shliach tzibur has to be maskiru machriz in order that the entire tzibur should then be able to say it in their tefillah. That's the lashon of, of, of uh, maskirin. But anyway, we have Rabbi Eliezer in our mission saying that we begin saying mashvarachmar degeshem on day one of sukkis. Yeshua on day eight of Sukkis. Amr Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says to Rabbi Eliezer, "Hol Well, if rain is only a simon klala, rain is something that's bad to have on on Sukkis. The the the, the Mishnayis Masechah Sukkah talk about 
that how it's like Hakadosh Baruch Hu Shofrich Kiton Al Panav. It's like an Eved who's trying to be Meshamish's master, and the master pours the whole pitcher of water over his head and uh, and, and rejects the service of the Eved. We don't want Hakadosh Baruch Hu to make it rain on Sukkot because then we're not going to be able to sin in the Sukkah. So why would we say Mashiv Rokmar Dageshim at a time that we don't want it to rain? Amr Lo Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Eliezer says Afani Lo Amarti Lishol El Lahazkir Mashiv Rokmar Dageshim Baonasav. I never said to ask for rain. I said to mention that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is so powerful in the in the fact that he has the ability to bring rain. Asking for rain would be to say Vesein Talumatar that Hashem should give rain. No, we don't start saying that on Sukkot. Absolutely not. We don't want it to rain on Sukkot. All I said we should do, says Rabbi Eliezer, is to say Masha Ruach Umar Dageshem to mention that Hashem brings rain. Amr Los Rabbi says back Im Kain Laolim Maskir. Well, if that's the case, then you should do it year round. There shouldn't be a specific time of the year. If you're just talking about how great Hashem is, that uh, that Hashem could uh, could bring rain, so that always makes sense to uh, to be maskir. But we only ask for rain, we only say when it's during the rainy season. Now the continuation of this conversation between Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Shua is going to be in a brisa on Amid Beis, because right now, as the Gemara is going to point out, Shapir Kamalei Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua has a pretty good taina, that if you're going to say that Mashiv Baruch Mardageshem has nothing to do with actually wanting rain, then really we should say it all year round, there's no reason to limit it to only parts of the year. So Manavshach, either start saying it when you want rain or always say it. So the continuation of that discussion we'll see later. Now Rashi writes on the idea of Simon Klala, Rashi writes what we pointed out, that this is based on the Gemara Sukkot of Chavchesim Beis, that rain that comes down on Chagas Sukkot is like an Evid that's Baldum's of Kosla Rabo, and the master pours the whole pitcher of water over the Evid's face, and he says, I'm not interested in your service. So in Chag, it's as if we're davening that it should rain on Sukkot, which is something that we clearly don't want. So the Ritva writes that from the fact that Rabbi Shua says this about the entire Sukkot, it sounds like the rain is a simon klala throughout the entire Yom Tov of Sukkot. I Meaning Rabbi Shua doesn't say, okay, therefore we should start mentioning rain on the second day of Sukkot. He says, therefore we should start mentioning rain on Shemini Atzeres, once Sukkot is already over. So it sounds like throughout the Yom Tov of Sukkot, it's a simon klala. The Shita of Rabbeinu Ephraim in Masech Sukkah is not that way. He holds that, the, that rain is a simon klala only on the first night. Because only on the first night we have a chiyuv to actually eat in the Sukkah. After that, Ibai Yachil, Ibai Loachil. After the first night, if you don't want to eat, don't eat. You don't have to be in the sukkah. But on the first night, we have an absolute chiyuv to be in the sukkah. But then the Ritva says, you know what, it's not a raya. Because we could su- suggest that the first night it's a simon klala. After the first night, it's not a simon klala nor a simon bracha. Because the Ritva's girsa over here was, hol ve'enagashamim simon bracha bechag lamahumaskir. Not hol ve'em simon klala, but hol ve'enam simon bracha. Meaning rain can, can function in three ways. It could be a reward, it could be a punishment or it could be part of something that we don't really care one way or the other. On Sukkot, it's somewhere in between because it's beneficial for the crops, but it is taking a, a, away the opportunity to sit in Sukkah where it's, uh, where it's a mitzvah kiyumis at least. On the first night of Sukkot, well, then it's an absolute klala. That's how the Ritva understands. And therefore... 
It could be that even Rabbeinu Ephraim, who holds that it's only a simon cloth on the first night, would agree to Rabbi Yeshua, meaning would, would uh, fit with Rabbi Yeshua. Rashi writes in Masech HaSukkah that rain that comes down on Chag is a simon cloth, and the Me'iri says that even though, uh, even though after the first night there's no Chiv to even Sukkah, still it's not the, uh, the, the, the derech of B'nai Adam to not eat meals for the, next, for the course of the next week, meaning it's, it is normal to want to eat a meal with bread and everything, and therefore Therefore, it is uh, we are losing the opportunity for sukkah, and also for, forget about eating. What about sleeping? Meaning, there's so many mitzvos throughout the course of the week of sukkahs that we could be doing in the sukkah. So it's got to be a simon klala throughout the rest of Yantiv, says the Meiri. So some of the achronim suggest that the machlokas is told and the machlokas rishonim whether the chiyuv to eat on the first night in sukkahs is even if it's raining. Meaning, does the p'tur mitzayer apply on the first night of sukkahs as well, or do you have to eat in the sukkah even if it's raining on the first night? If you say that the chiv applies even when it's raining, so then rain is not a simon klala because you're makayim the mitzvah even b'shasirida even when it's coming down. So why is that a klala adraba? You're getting more schar. It's even better. You're from uh, tsara agra. So uh, so so uh, it has to be that if it's a that that it's it's the simon klala is dafka the rest of the days of sukkahs where when it rains you actually lose the mitzvah on the first night. It wouldn't be a simon klala on the first night. It would be fine because you'd still get the mitzvah. You'd get an even greater mitzvah. But if you hold that there's no chiv on the first night if it's raining, so then you could say that it's a simon klala only at the time of a chiv achila, but not on the other days of, uh, of yantiv. So it could be that the two discussions are related to each other. That's what the Bukur Yaakov suggests. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, over ha'achron maskir rishon eno maskir. Even uh, if we assume, like Shittas Rabbi Yishu, that we start saying Mashurach Maragashem on Shmini Yatzeres, when on Shmini Yatzeres do we begin? It's at Musaf of Shmini Yatzeres, that the people who lead the davening on Shmini Yatzeres, the Achron, the Bal Musaf, should say Mashurach Maragashem, not the Rishon, not the Bal Shachris. Biyomtov a Rishon shall Pesach, harishon maskir ha'achron eno maskir. When we stop saying Mashurach on Pesach, on the first day of Pesach, so the Bal Shachris is still saying by the time you get to Musuf, we're no longer saying the Rosh over here quotes from the Seder of Amram Gon, that once the Shiach Tzibur mentions that in Musuf, so then the, the, uh, the Tzibur begins to say at Mincha, the Seder of Amram Gon says, and he's Medayikit from the Rosh on the Mishnah, Ha'over Lifnei HaTeva Ha'achron Maskir that it sounds like it's Dafka Ha'over that says it at Musaf, but everyone else is still not saying it yet at Musaf, and they would only say it at the, the following Mincha. And the Rush says that it could be that he, he was Medaik this from the Rush on the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says that it's Asr for Yachat to be Maskir, Achi Yaskir Shliach Tzibur. We mentioned that Yerushalmi before, that the Yechidim are not allowed to say Mashurach Mardagashim until the Shliach Tzibur says it. So it could be that the way Rav Amram Gon understood that Yerushalmi is that the, the Tzibur is not allowed to say it in their silent Shvon Esrays until the Shliach says it in his Chazaras Hashat. Now we pointed out that the, uh, there's another way to understand the Yerushalmi, and the Rush points this out, that there's another way to understand the Yerushalmi, and that not that you have to wait till the Shliach Tzibur says it in Chazaras Hashat, but that you have to wait till an announcement is made, till the Shliach Tzibur is machriz, and he gives a clap, and he says to say, Mashav Ruach, and that's actually the matir of saying Mashav Ruach, Umar Rageshem. So that, that was the, uh, that, that's the other possibility, and that's what we assume like, that's the, the, the uh, that, that's what we assume, Lahalacha, that we make an announcement in Shul, but everyone already says Mashvarach Maragashem at Musaf on Shmini Atzeres. Good, says the Gemara. It's a strange way to start a Masechta with the word Me'emasai. Me'emasai implies that we were just discussing 
something. We were discussing a halacha. We know the halacha. That you're supposed to say, Mashrach Mordegashem in Shmon Esrei. That's what we're assuming. And then we ask, okay, so when should we start saying it? But you don't start in the Sechtel with when should we start saying it. You have to tell us the halacha first. So what, what was the Tana assuming? We were just learning that it starts with Me'imasai. So the Gemara has two possibilities. First possibility is Tana Hasam Ka'i. We were, the Tana was working off of a Mishnah Masechus Brachos. The Katani, in Brachos it says, Maskirin Gvoros Kesham B'Tchias HaMesim V'Shalim B'Birchus HaShanim V'Avdallah B'Chonein Adas that uh, it tells us when we make the different additions in Shemona Esrei that Mashav Baruch Maragashim is in the Brachos B'Tchias HaMesim V'Sein Talamatar is in the B'Birchus HaShanim and Havdallah that we say Amotzai Shabbos is, is inserted into the Brachos of Chonein Adas so the Katani, working off of that Mishnah we then say Me'Emasai Maskirin Gvoros Keshamim Okay, when do we start saying Gvoros Keshamim? Now that we know that we say it, when do we start saying Gvoros Keshamim? So, frankly, it's a great conversation to have in Masechus Brachos, where the Mishnah actually says that you're supposed to say Why would we wait all the way till Masechus Tainis to have this, this Masechus Brachos related conversation? So, says the Gemara, now a second possibility. The Tana was assuming that we just learned Masechus Rosh Hashanah, which in fact we just did. And Masechus Rosh Hashanah, it says in the Mishnah, that on, uh, on Chag, on Sukkis, we are judged for, on on water. So once we're talking about water, we mention There's a question of why why the the mesechtos are ordered in this in this way, meaning that uh, that we have tainus right after Rosh Hashanah. The uh, the the Karanara writes from Tulsa. It sounds like if you from Tulsa an hour off, it sounds like that the seder of the Mishnayos was tainus is not after Rosh Hashanah. That they were both. Uh, it's just that they both happen to be in Seder Moed, and that's uh, right, he says, Hasam Ka'i, tells us, right, Spirish, Peseder, Zroim, Bebrachos, Parakein Omdim, Velisni Hasam, Maishna Klomar, Maitana Hacha, Bemoed, Maiditani Hasam, Peseder, Zroim, that the whole question is, why is this in Moed? The implication of Tosos is that, yeah, Tainus and Roshana happen to be together, I'm sorry, in the next Tosos, where he says, El Tanim Roshana Kasal, Pirish Roshana Havya, Peseder Moed, and Roshana is at least closer because it's in Seder Moed. Tosos should have said better, he should have said, and Rosh Hashanah is closer because it's the last Masechah we just learned. He doesn't say that. He said, no, Rosh Hashanah is closer because it's in Seder Moed. Sounds like the way Tosus had the Masechah ordered was not Tainus after Rosh Hashanah. Who's the one that has Tainus after Rosh Hashanah? So the Rambam is the one that has Tainus after Rosh Hashanah. And the Rambam, Nakdam to the Pirisham Mishnais, gives a whole lengthy explanation of the order of the, uh, the Masechahs. And he gives us an explanation why Tainus is after Rosh Hashanah. Pashtus is, is that it shouldn't be. That after Rosh Hashanah should be Yuma and then Sukkah. And that's the order that uh, the many of the other Rishonim have. That's the order that we have in our Mishnayis, is Rosh Hashanah and then Yuma and then Sukkah, because that's the order of the way the Yom Tovim actually come out. So anyway, so the Gemara says, So why doesn't it just say, Why does it have to say, What is the idea of Geshamim relating to, uh, to Gevura? So, It's because rain comes down with the strength of Hashem. 
Shnemar Osa Gedolo Sadin Cheker from the flow Sadin Mispar Uksiv and another pasuk says Hanosin Matra Al Pneirot V'Shalech Mayim Al Pneichutzos. So my mashma, how do you see from those pesukim that there's any issue of Gevura when it comes to rain? Amar Rabbi Varshila Asya Cheker Cheker Rebiyaso Shalolam. First of all, we have Gzeir Shava Cheker Cheker from the creation of the world to rain. Ksiv Hacha Osa Gedolo Sadin Cheker. It says over here Osa Gedolo Sadin Cheker. Ksiv Hasam Haliyadatim Lo Shemat El Keolam Hashem Bari Kitzvos Aretz Lo Yaf Lo Yiga In Cheker Litvunaso. By Briyas Olam it describes also using the word Cheker. Uksiv Mechnar Mekachon Nezar Bigvura. And the pasuk also by Briyas Olam discusses Gvura. So you see if it has Gvura by Briyas Olam and it has Cheker by Briyas Olam and it says Cheker by rain. So we see that there must be Gvura in rain as well. So that's how we know that it's Dafka Gvuros Kisham, that is Yorid Bigvura. What does it mean Yorid Bigvura? Still, what is the Gvura of rain coming down? Meaning, okay, great. Now we have Psukim that show us, that indicate to us that there is some type of Gvura associated with rain. But what is that Gvura? Why is that the Gvura of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So the Ritva explains that it's called Gvuros Kisham because HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses them in order to punish people and in order to, uh, to reward people. That lives of people are totally in the rain. And therefore, that's why we, we're going to go. We're going to discuss in just a moment or two how the Akrosh Baruch Hu hangs on to the key of rain. He doesn't give it to anybody else. So that's the Gvur of Akrosh Baruch Hu as the one who gives Schar Vionesh. That's the often the method that Akrosh Baruch Hu uses for Schar Vionesh. The Miri says that the Gvura is the, the fact that a lot of times the rain comes um, not not bizman, uh, not at a time that that it wouldn't be natural for it to come the Derechateva to show Hashkachas Akel to show the uh, the Hashkacha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on his uh, children and that their tefillos matter that when we daven for things HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're going to see many stories later on in this Masechta about that that when we daven for things even if it's unnatural for it to rain at that time that shows HaShkach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu over Klal Yisrael where it's very very lightly uh, covered in, in, in nature but really it's, it's unnatural very often how HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings rain when we, uh, when we most need it and also it's Shalok uh, Hadar and the fact that the Meiri writes and the fact that the way rain comes down is that massive amounts of water come down from Shemayim but each drop comes down separately it's traveling a great distance you would think we would all just mix together and come down as like uh, you know like pouring buckets overhead but it doesn't even when we say it's raining buckets it's still coming down one drop one drop at a time and if it didn't do that it would be destructive to the ground it wouldn't be beneficial for the ground so having it come one drop at a time is the Gvura of, uh, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu the, um, the, and that's why we mentioned in Tchiyas Mason says that it's a shkula kitchias amesim in a in number of ways because uh, first of all it, the Ritva points out that it's domel kitchias amesim and that just like a seed that you plant in the ground is buried in the ground and it's going to come up and sprout and life is going to come out of it so kitchias amesim is the same way and uh, when when it doesn't rain uh, people don't have food and people die and therefore it's the way Hakadosh Baruch Hu keeps people living meaning uh, what's better to bring back the dead to life or to make sure they don't die in the first place to keep people alive. So it's very much related to Tchiyas HaMesim on that level as well. And the third uh, connection to Tchiyas HaMesim, the Ritva says, is that the Chasadim in, in this bracha are Maisenisim that are Shalokadar Chateva. So that's why it's called the bracha of Gvuros. So you read this Kishabim is also a Maisenisim. It's something that we should appreciate that it's really, uh, that it's really m- miraculous. Um, 
Okay, so Munalanda Bitfila. Okay, great, but how do I know that we're supposed to do this during Davening? That it's in Shmonasra, that it's in Tfila that we're supposed to mention Kvoros Kashamim. Titanium, because we have a Brisa, La Ava, Sashem El Kechem, La Avdo, Bechal Levavchem. Pasuk says we should love Hashem and serve Him with all of our hearts. Ezui Avoda Shehibalev. What is the definition of Avoda Shehibalev? Haviomer Zutfila. That's a reference to Tfila. Uksiv Basrei. And right after that it says, Munasati Meotaratzchem Beito Yoromal. It talks about rain. So how do I know we're supposed to mention rain in tefillah? Because right after it talks about Avodah Shabalev, which is tefillah, it uh, right away talks uh, talks about rain. So that's how we know it should be in tefillah. Now this is one of the rayos, the Ramban is a discussion, the Machlok's, well-known Machlok's Ramam Ramban, whether there's a mitzvah d'araisa to be mispalel b'chol yom, whether there's a mitzvah d'araisa to daven every day, or is it only a mitzvah d'araisa to daven be'ez tzara? So the Rishonim write, from the fact that we learn it from a pasuk in the Torah, love so you see, tefillah If it was only midrabanan, we wouldn't be able to learn it from psukim in the Torah that there's gvuras kishamim in tefillah. So that seems to be a big support for the shita of the Rambam mitzvah say hey, and the first parak of Hilchas tefillah, the mitzvah of tefillah is daraisa, and the Ramban asks that on his own on his own shita, the Ramban in his hasagus to the sefer mitzvahs, mitzvah say hey, says what do I do with this drasha? So uh, so the Ramban writes. So what you have to say is that this drasha is only an asmachta, that it's not a real drasha gemuru dar it's an asmachta bi alma. And the Maganavram in Hilchus Tfil and Sim Kuvav Sifkat and Bey says a rov poskim, assume like the Ramban, that Chiv Tfila is only midrabanan. And he says, even according to the Rambam, who holds that the Chiv Tfila is minatora, but the, it doesn't mean that you have to daven Shmonestri every day. It just means that once a day, whatever nusuch you want to say, to do something, to say something, some form of Tfila, and with that, one is Yotze Yitzchiv minatora. And he says, that's what women. Or Samechan, that women don't daven with uh, you know the the normal. Very often, women don't daven the normal tefillos. Women don't even very often. Uh, many women didn't daven shachris and uh, other tefillos because they uh, right away when they wake up in the morning they say some sort of tefillah ktsara right away when they wake up in the morning and with that they're being yotze their mitzvah daraisa and it could be says the Magen Avram that the chachamim were never mechayiv them to do more. So if the chachamim were never mechayiv them to do more. They only have the mitzvah daraisa of tefillah and that's what they uh, rely on. This quoted in the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, in the Mishnah Bura, and they write that according to the Ramban and Rav Poskin, that the Chum were mechaiv the Nusuch of Tefillah, they were mechaiv the women as well, because Tefillah is Bakashas Rachim, and that should apply to women as well. So that's why we try to encourage women that they should have and that they should say the Tefillahs to the extent uh, possible. But there was a minag that there were there were women that didn't uh, say the Tefillahs and relied on the idea that they're Yotze with some sort of Bakasha. Now Rav Chaim Salvechik in, uh, in his Chidushim on the Rambam, in uh, the fourth parak of Hilchus Tefillah writes that even according to the Ramban that Tefillah is only Midrabanan that's only with regard to the Chiyuv of Tefillah but a Kiyum Daraisa every time a person davens there's a Kiyum Mitzvah Midaraisa of, of Tefillah even though it's not a Mitzvah Chiyuvis it's a Mitzvah Kiyumis so the Achronim point out that, for, that from the Ramban it doesn't sound that way from the Ramban about our Gemara it doesn't sound that way because what does Ramban say how can I say that Tefillah is Darabanan we have a Pasuk over here that says it's Daraisa so the Ramban answers, it's got to be an Asmachta. Why do you have to answer it's got to be an Asmachta? Say better. You could say that it is Doraisa. It's a 
Kiyum Daraisa. It's not a Chiyum Daraisa. The fact that the Ramban doesn't say that himself, which would be such a better way to understand this Gemara, is a raya against Reb Chaim. That how could Reb Chaim say it's a Kiyum Daraisa? The Ramban himself doesn't say that it's a Kiyum Daraisa. It turns out if you say like Reb Chaim, there are various Nafkaminas uh, Lamaisa. The Radvaz writes in the Tshuva in Chelak Dal in Reish Sadi Gimel. If a Kohen is in the middle of davening and then they get up to Birchus Kohanim, should the Kohen stop his tefillah to be Olu Luducha? to be mevarech the, uh, the tzibur or should he continue in the tefillah so the Radvaz writes that if there's no other Kohen the Kohen has to stop his tefillah and go, go and duchan at that point and say the bracha and then go back and finish your tefillah afterwards why? because the mitzvah birchus Kohanim is a mitzvah same in Torah tefillah is only midrabanan so the Asei Darais of Nesiyah's Kapayim beats out the mitzvah of tefillah which is only midrabanan so the Achron will point out but if you say like Rab Chaim it's not necessarily so even if your tefillah is only a chiyuv but it is a kiyum daraisa. So maybe you would st- you, maybe maybe you would not stop a kiyum daraisa because you're all sick in a mitzvah daraisa right now when you're davening to go do nesias kapayim, which is uh, also a mitzvah daraisa. So it's not necessarily so so clear that you would stop a mitzvah kiyumis in order to go do another mitzvah. Another advice over there writes that even if tefillah is daraisa, um, the, uh, the the isr to be mafsik in middle of tefillah is only an isr midrabanan. So uh, so. Maybe you could you could do that because it's Afshalakaim Shnayim. So maybe you should be Mafsik in the middle of the tefillah in order to do the Birchus Kohanim. That's what the Radvaz himself writes. But anyway, this will happen enough Kamina based on the Rabchaim. Says the Gemara further now in the second wide line. Amar of Yochan, Gimel Maftechus Biyadushal Kharish Barhu. By the way, it should bear mentioning we mentioned yesterday that in the very last half of Hashanah we had one of the great rayas the other way. One of the great rayas that Tfilah Bakal Yom is not our Raisa, because it's said about Rabbi Yehuda that called Tlasan Yomin that he would only dive in once every 30 days. So in the two, two consecutive dapim, we have two of the rayas that the Ramban brings, which is not a chiddush, because when the Ramban brings rayas, he normally brings rayas from just about every dapim shas. When the Ramban is right, he believes he's right, and he brings uh, rayas from, from everywhere. But anyway, you have two consecutive that counts some, for something. Amr Rabbi Yochran, Gimel Maftechus B'yodosh al-Kodosh Baruch HaKodosh Baruch has three keys that he, keys in, that he keeps in his own hands, Shalonim Shubiyah that he never gives over to a shliach. Ve'eluhein, and those three keys are Maftech Shel Geshamim, the Mafteach of uh, of rain, Mafteach uh, Shel Chaya, the Mafteach of childbirth. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu sees to it uh, that childbirth goes uh, goes smoothly. That's how uh, the Kotzker explains the Tumas Leida that a woman uh, the woman has Tumas Leida. Classic explanation of Tumas Leida, I think, is what they, everyone says over from Rosham Shem Fal Hirsch that the woman had all this uh, that that that, uh, that that refers to that Tuma is the absence of uh, potentials, the absence of kedusha. So the potential that comes out of her is uh, leaves her with Tumah, that there's this void in the woman herself. But the Katsuka says, no, it's not the void in the woman herself. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu was just in the room, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu left after the baby was born. There was this, uh, this great presence of the Shekhinah, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't give that over to a Shliach. So when the Shekhinah leaves, Tumah is, is what remains behind. And that's the idea of Tumas Leida. So anyway, so that's one of the Maftechos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu keeps in his own hand. Uh, that's two of the Maftechos. Umaftech shel Tchiasamesim. Third one... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the third one is Mavteach Shel Tchias Hamesim, the Mavteach of, uh, of of bringing the dead back to life. Mavteach Shel Geshamim. How do I know that Mavteach Shel Geshamim? Something that Hashem Baruch Hu keeps his own hands on. Dichsi Viftach Hashem L'Chasot Zaratov Es Hashemayim Lasis Mataratz Chabiito. That it says Hashem Hashem Himself gives the rain in the right time. Mavteach Shel Chaya. How do I know the key of 
childbirth Hashem keeps me nayin tchsiv vayiska lokim es Rachel vayishma elaha lokim vayiftachas Rachma. So it says that Kodesh Baruch Hu heard Rachel and Kodesh Baruch Hu opened up the uh, the womb of Rachel. Mavteach shel tchias hamesim minayin. How do I know that the mavteach shel tchias hamesim? Kodesh Baruch Hu does not give to Ushleach tchsiv yidatim keni Hashem bepiskhes kivrosechem bepiskhes kivrosechem. So you see that Kodesh Baruch Hu says Ani Hashem when I open up your kever. So you see that Kodesh Baruch Hu is one that opens up the kvarim. The Marava Amri in Eretz Yisrael used to say that there's a fourth mavteach as well. Af mavteach shel parnasa. The mavteach of parnasa is also something that Kodesh Baruch Hu keeps in his hands. Duchsiv posechus yadecha because the pasuk says posechus yadecha must be a chol cheretzon. So great that mavteach shel parnasa. Of course, Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's all told in Kodesh Baruch Hu. So Rabbi Yochanan in my time alokah chashav loha. Why didn't Rabbi Yochanan have that one on his list? How could Rabbi Yochanan leave the mavteach of parnasa off of his list? Sounds like he says, no, Adraba, they're exactly the same. Geshamim is Parnassa, so it's on his list, because in an agricultural society, all Parnassa is totally on Geshamim, it's all totally on rain. So if all Parnassa is totally on rain, so it makes sense that, uh, that, 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 uh, that, that when it says rain, that includes Parnassa. It's ironic, because rain is something that everyone realizes is an act of God. Parnassa is a thing where people often believe that it's, uh, that, that, that it's, their, own, uh, that it's their own effort and their own strength and their own power, their own intelligence, their own wherewithal, their own ability to scrap out a parnasa or to work hard for a parnasa. People very often don't. There's kochivot yadi a lot of times on parnasa. You can't say that in rain. No one thinks so. Maybe that's the powerful message. Rabbi Yochanan says, realize that it's hainu hach. That as obvious as it is that rain is from a kodesh baruch Hu, it's it's just as obvious that parnasa is from a kodesh baruch Hu. and that's why it's echad hu. It's not just in an agricultural society that rain is is was their their method for achieving. Parnasa. It's that it's, it's, there's a message in that that it's uh, that, that that it's just as much an act of God when we have Parnasa as it is when when it rains. Now the, um, the Rashi and Rabbeinu Gershom say that uh, that what does it mean that lo shliach that these keys aren't given over to shliach? It means that they're not given over to shliach biyachad. That a Baruch Hu never gives all three keys over to shliach, but it could be one at a time that a Baruch Hu will give a key to the shliach. Why why would Rashi? What would motivate Rashi to say? such a thing. It doesn't sound that way in the Gemara. So what motivates him is Tosas Kasha. Tosas Kasha, he says, I don't understand. We do find that the Mavteach of Gishamim and Mavteach of Tchiyas Mason were given over to people. All you have to do is read Navi. You don't even have to get to Navi Machronim. You read the Navi Rishonim. Eliyahu Navi. Elisha. They had the ability to be Mechai Mason. Eliyahu Navi had the ability to make, it, to make it stop raining. He he had the ability. He had the Mavteach of Gishamim. So if you say like Rashi, it's not a problem because it just means that Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't give over all of the keys. He doesn't give over the entire key ring uh, to one person, but he'll give uh, to it to anybody. But he'll give one key at a time as he sees fit. In the Prashas Zerachim, the Mishnah Melech, he quotes that the Ravid rejects this Teretz because the Lashon of the Gemara sounds like he doesn't give over any of the keys. And it sounds like the Gemara quotes, each one has a different Pasuk that it's in the hands of Hashem. So it's hard to say, where would we ever get the idea that it's only that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't give all of them over? Each one has its own Pasuk, that it's how it's purely HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, and that he's not giving it to anyone. So it's also says that it's not nimsrach l'shliach means that it's not nimsrach l'shliach meaning that that there, there's no one else that's memorized.
olam. That's that's forever going to be the one in charge of rain. That's forever the one in charge of tzchias amesim. On an occasional basis, on a one-off basis, sometimes Hakadosh Baruch Hu will allow someone else to do tzchias amesim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu will allow someone else to determine that it should or should not rain. The rived is mitaret, so you don't find that Eliyahu got the mafteach shel gishamim, but rather that uh, Eliyahu with his kinna for Hakadosh Baruch Hu caused the rain to stop. But we don't find that he was ever morid gishamim. I what about tzchias amesim? That that was uh, he says it doesn't mean that nimshal liyadam that the mafteach is just that they davened, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechayi the Mesim. You don't find that Elio and Elisha were Mechayi. They davened that the Mesim should, should live. And that's how they did Tchiyas HaMesim. They didn't do Tchiyas HaMesim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did Tchiyas HaMesim by being Mechabel, their, uh, their Tfilas. The, the Raivid also asked, though, why doesn't the Gemara say Mavtech Shal Pronos of Rishon, that that's not Nimshal Shliach? Pasach Hashem is Lotzaro, V'yotze is Klei Za'amo. Pasach says in Yermio that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it talks about HaKadosh Baruch Hu opening up uh, the, uh, the, 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 the the, the gates of uh, of punishment for the Rishayim. How come that doesn't make the list? So the Ravid says because we find promise of Rishayim al yidei Malach as well. Pasuk says Malachim beis veitzay Malach Hashem veyach b'machana Ashur that the Malach Hashem punishes Rishayim as well. I what about uh, the fact that it says in Masechus Bametzia Hakol Nifra bidei Shliach Chutz Onaa? So apparently the punishment for Onaa is not through a Shliach specifically when it comes to Onaa. Kadosh Baruch takes that in his own hands. So he says that over here. We're talking about the maftechos that are not nimsa to shliach, but once a kodesh baruch um, uh, would would uh, would would. Uh, Take meaning Hakadosh Baruch Hu would would sometimes give a mafteach to a shliach in on, on a, a whole world level, but by Ona we're talking about the pranos that uh, that everyone is nifra ali de shliach chutz but not the brachos of uh, of of the maftechos that we're talking about over here as well. The Marsha also raises one more question to to discuss over here when we talk about the mafteach of Chaya, the uh, the key of childbirth. So we quote a pasuk about how it says that Hashem opened up the womb of Rachel. You know what else it says? that Hashem saw that Leah was hated and he opened up Leah's womb So and Leah, that was first Leah had children before Rachel so why are we quoting a Pasuk by Rachel and not quoting a Pasuk by Leah so it could be that we prefer the Pasuk by Rachel because by Rachel the, the words Vayiftach and the word Vashem are, uh, are, and, and, and the word Hashem Elohim are right next to each other ju- juxtaposed Elohim Vayiftach as opposed to by Leah um, Elohim, uh, I'm sorry is by Rachel, whereas opposed to by Leah, it doesn't have the word Elokim and the word Vayiftach together. So it's not as clear of a connection between Akkadosh Baruch Hu and that Mafteach. Maybe that's why they're, they're a little bit different. Okay, so that's why we prefer the Pasuk of Rachel. So Vaitu in the Gemara. Now we're at the two dots, about five lines in. Rebbe Lezer Omer, Miyom Tov, Arishon Shalchag. So Rebbe Lezer had said that we start saying Mashav Rachel Mardagashem already on the first day of Sukkot. So Yibayilhu. Rebbe Lezer Mehecha Gamrla. Where does Rebbe Lezer, what, what model does he use to uh, as the paradigm to teach us that uh, that we should mention Mashavrach Mardageshim on the first day of Sukkot? What else starts on the first day of Sukkot that we would start Mashavrach Mardageshim on the first day of Sukkot? Where does he learn it from? May Lulav Gamrla? Does he derive from Lulav, which also starts on the first day of Sukkot? Or does he derive from the mitzvah of Nisachamayim, which uh, which also starts on the first day of Sukkot? So, May Lulav Gamrla, Ma Lulav Viyom, Afaskar Viyom. Should we say he learns it from Lulav and just like, therefore, just like Lulav only begins 
on the day of the first day of Sukkot, we should only start saying in the daytime of the first day of Sukkot. Maybe you learn it from Nisachamayim. And just like Nisachamayim is at night, so then we should already start saying the night before. So the Gemara makes a very clear assumption that Nisachamayim begins at night. The Rishonim point out Nisachamayim is learned from the Pasuk of Nisachayayin that we're going to see later in uh, today's daf or the beginning of tomorrow's daf, daf Yomishir. And Nisachayayin is only after the carbon is brought, which is only Yom. So it's a very strange it's a very strange uh, assumption that the Gemara is making that Nisachamayim happens at night. Nechitesi it happens at night. It's learned from Nisachayayin, which is only during uh, during the daytime, not at night. So so what's the uh, what's the Gemara assuming of here? So Rashi in the first in his first explanation is not Gores and he explains that in the Gemara we don't we don't learn Mayim from the Sachim for these man of 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 this man of Haskaras Kesham from this man that they were Menasech the Mayim rather we learn from this man that they were Misasek in the Hachonas Nisach Mayim that the Gemara in Sukkah describes the preparations that they would be Memali the Klila Nisach Mayim and that happens from the previous night so it's not that we're learning the uh, that we're, we're we're learning from the actual Nisach Mayim we're learning from the Hachana of Nisach Mayim then Rashi himself explains according to the Yesh Svarim that Agoris Tamar even though the Karbanos you have to bring during the day, but still the Nisach HaMayim just has to be after the Karbanos. That could be done Belayla as well. So maybe uh, just because we learn it from Nisach HaYayin doesn't mean that it has to be done during the day. Nisach HaYayin has to be after Karbanos. Nighttime is also after the Karbanos. It's much after the Karbanos. So that, that could be the same could be true for Nisach HaMayim as well. So anyway, so the Gemara raises this question. What was Rabbi Eliezer's source? Was it Lulav or was it Nisach HaMayim? So Tashma, Dam Rabbi Avol, Linda Rabbi Either Rabbi Avo had that on tradition that Rabbi Lezer learned it from Lulav, or he had a brice that said it explicitly. Where's such a brice that says it explicitly? Rabbi Lezer says, from the time of Nitzilas Lulav, we start saying, Rabbi Shoah says, no, from the time we stop taking Lulav, we start saying, but it's definitely Lulav related, it's just a question from the time we take it or from the time we stop taking it. And you also see clearly in this b'risa, and this is the point, that Rabbi Eliezer says, Mishas Nitzilas Lulav. So you must derive it from Nitzilas Lulav, not from Nitzilas Lulav. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, so the b'risa continues, that Rabbi Eliezer says, we already got what we wanted out of the b'risa, but we're going to get more out of it. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, since the Dalaminim are to be about water, and just like we can, these four minim cannot grow without Water, so to the water, the world cannot exist without water. Rabbi asks on Rabbi Lezer, yeah, but why would you want to ask for rain on Sukkis? It's a similar color for rains on Sukkis. Answer, Whoever said anything about asking for rain, I didn't say to ask, I just said that you should mention. Talk about the Gevura of Hashem. Just like we talk about Tchias Hamesim all year round, and it's not this, and the Tchias Hamesim is only going to happen one time in the future. We'll also love how it's going to happen. So it's not always this man of Tchias Hamesim. We talk about it all the time. So we can talk about rain on Sukkot, even though it's not the time for rain. Therefore, says Rabbi Eliezer, if you want to say it all year, you're right. You should. You can. It's fine to say it all year round. Rabbi Omer, Omer, Ani, Misha, Shemafsek, 
Mila, Kach Mafsit Laskara. Rabbi says that I say that from whenever we stop saying Vesaint Alamatar, that's when we stop saying Mashabarok Maragashim as well. Now, what about starting? So we had two opinions in the Mishnah, and now the Gemara is going to quote two more opinions when we start to say Mashabarok. Rabbi Dermaseiro, Amr Besheni Bechagum Maskir. We start on the second day of Sukkis. Rabbi Kiva, Amr Beshishi Bechagum Maskir. We start on the sixth day of Sukkis. Rabbi Dermishum, Rabbi Shua, Amr Overlupneyatev, Biyom Tovachron Shalchag, Haachron Maskir, Harishonena Maskir. That whoever Davin's Musaf on Shmini Atzeres starts with Mashabarok Maragashim, but the Bal Shachrus in Shmini Atzeres does not say Mashabarok Maragashim. Biyom Tov Rishon Shalpesach, Rishon Maskir, Achron Maskir. We had this in the Mishnah as well, but this is just the continuation of the Brisa. That on the first day of Pesach, the Bal Shachr is still saying Mashabarok Maragash, and the Bal Musuf is no longer saying it. So that's the end of the Brisa. Now, Frek the Gemara, Shabir Kamale Rabbi Elazar the Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Elazar had a good point to Rabbi Yeshua. Now, what about, uh, what about the idea that we talk about Tchias HaMesim all the time, even though it's not always the Zman for Tchias HaMesim? So, shouldn't that enable us, entitle us, to talk about Mashabarok Maragash all the time, even though it's not the Zman for rain all the time? So, Amalachar Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua would respond, no. Do you want today? You ask anybody. Yes, I want it today. If it doesn't happen today, you want it tomorrow? Yes, I want it tomorrow. Did you want it yesterday? Yes, I wanted it yesterday. We want it every day. It just happens to not come yet. So every day is a Zman that we would welcome with open arms. We'd be very excited about Tchias HaMesim. It would be fantastic. So every day it makes sense to talk about Tchias HaMesim. Well, when it comes to rain, every time rain comes, it's the Zman of rain. That's absolutely not true. If it rains after Nisan, it's a simon klalash. Rav Shatzel points out in Big Fayatzon, in Simon Lam and Gimel of Big Fayatzon, that this idea that we only talk about rain when we actually want rain, even though we're not asking for rain, we're only talking about it, is, is, is an idea that, uh, that, that when it comes to our tfilos, we daven from our perspective, meaning we have to daven the way we see things. We have to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu the way we're able to appreciate things. So we can't fully appreciate uh, the gvura of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in rain when it's not a time that we're interested in having it rain. He says, based on uh, the, the Avart of Salvechik points out that by Kiddush Levana we daven that the Pekima Salavana should, uh, should be filled in. So the Rav Salvechik explained that the Pekima Salavana teaches us about the, the problem of Ra in this world, the bad in this world. So uh, that, that was Moshe Rabbeinu, his She'ila Tzadik, meaning uh, so, so it's as if we're saying Khalila there's there that whoever is manig the olam the natural world is not the one that's that's manig the the chukei Torah. So because of the stiros that appear in this world, that's the pekima salavana, the contradictions we see in this world. So we're davening the Kodesh Baruch Hu bring kapara to, uh, to 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 address what we perceive as contradictions because it's uh, we perceive and that's why we say a baruch of a brach of dayana emes when we get bad news. Why not atova meitiv? Everything everything he does is really good. Yeah, but we don't perceive it as such. And as long as we don't perceive it as such, we can only make the bracha of Diana Emes. So similarly, when it comes to rain, we if we only perceive it as a bracha at certain times, as a good thing of a bracha at certain times, only at those times can we talk about it in our tefillah with any sort of uh, with any sort of meaning. Okay, Beth Shem, tomorrow we'll pick up with the drushos of Rabbi Dibam and Rabbi Kiva, respectively. Oh, yeah.